With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Brought to you by the great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, go over and check it out. Our community is is really growing. Uh, just got off out office hours. Um, we do bi-monthly, monthly, just kind of depending on how much people need. Um, go over and check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed if you like these podcasts. Um, I know we're going to have some office hours. We're going to have a couple of good, great, great interviews coming up. Um, but today's podcast is my open letter, my open letter to the WIA, to the boards of Con- Board of Control, and to the WBCA, and it's my opinion, and only my opinion, not the opinion of the Metropolitan School District or my employer, um, but it is, again, my opinion, and if you want to see some things that I'm referring to, you'll have to go to, to, to my YouTube channel, teachhoops.com, um, but this is going to be my open letter. I'm going to talk about what has kind of gone down with the shot clock in the state of Wisconsin. Um, and on my on teachhoops.com, I have a blog. I am going to post my open letter to again to the WIA, to the WBCA, and to the Board of Control about my feelings about the shot clock. Now, before I even get into my feelings about the shot clock, I'm not necessarily against it. I think it's coming. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to be bad for the game, but I have some. I have some questions and some concerns moving forward and that's uh that's what i'm gonna talk about tonight um and something that's not in my letter that i was actually talking about with a coach one of my coaches today that i'm going to eventually put into my letter i think or my into my blog is you know we're implementing this only for varsity teams which i understand we probably can only do it for varsity teams um for expense reasons, for people running the clock and all that stuff. So we're going to expect kids to go through their entire career and only when they get to the varsity level, use the shot clock. And, and, and the argument's going to be, well, that was, that's what happens in the college game. Yes, that is what happens in the college game, but only 1% of kids that play high school basketball end up playing in, in collegiate basketball. 
So these kids are going to go through freshman, sophomore, junior high, all this stuff without a shot clock. And then we're going to throw this shot clock at them. So that's not necessarily in my, um, in my uh, letter, my open letter to the, to the WIA and to the, to the board of control and to the WBCA. But um, so my first thing is why are we changing? Um, You know, do we want to make the high school game more like the college game? When only 1% of the, of the student athletes play, do we really need to do that? Um, I don't think we do. I think what makes high school basketball unique um, is that there are different types of styles. And if you've seen me coach over the last 30 years, you've seen styles that have been fast. You've seen styles that have been slow. Um, but I'm not sure why we're, why we're changing to be more like the college game, the quote unquote corrupt college game. I'll let you decide on that. But why are we, why are we changing the, our game for that? Um, so that's point number one. Um, and these, and these are all concerns. These are things that I've talked to other coaches in the state, other coaches around the country that are met, co- coaches in Delaware. <laughs> I've got a couple of coaches in Delaware that have the shot clock and are not fans. Trust me, they are not fans at the high school level. They say there are two or three mistakes each game at the high school level. Uh, so I think it's really something we got to think about. Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing is the delay game evident at the high school level. You know, do we see the delay game? Um, and, and what's wrong with the team trying to slow it down? If you can slow a game down for 36 minutes because we play 18-minute halves, then God bless you. But, you know, what is wrong with a team trying to do that? And how often does the team that's inferior win? I, I bet in soccer when they play PKs, that happens a lot more than it does in high school basketball. I can name the number of times I have seen teams pull the ball out and delay in our area of the state. It just doesn't happen. So we're implementing something for a problem that doesn't exist. Let me say that again. We're implementing a solution for a problem that does not exist. Um, so I think that's something that we need to think about as a, as a, as a, coaching community why implement something when there isn't a problem um hold on i'm writing that down because i want to put that in my letter um what is the change going to actually do for the game of basketball what's it really going to do you know we can talk about how halves we went to halves recently halves allowed high school coaches to play more kids we can talk about how the three-point line uh, spaced the court better all those things are true 100 percent i i'm not going to argue with them um but what is this really going to do no one's answered that to me no no one that says their pro shot clock has answered that question to me because the delay game one is not an answer because there aren't that many games that are in the 20s there aren't that many teams that are pulling the ball out and taking a minute 10 off the clock each time it's just not happening um so something to be thinking about. Um, next one. Uh, I think high school basketball is a unique sport. I do. I think it's different. I think different styles, different things make it unique. And I think it make, makes it one of the great things about high school basketball. Um, you know, going on a side note on this is who's going to pay for this? Who's going to pay for this mandated expense? Um, the implementation, the nonstop, you know, 
I'd probably have less of a problem if everybody in every court had it and we were doing it at the freshman level. That's not going to happen because of the expense. So who's going to pay for this? You know, you, you look at the you look at the, the the budget constraints that the state of Wisconsin have gone under the last 10 years. And we're going to go spend five, 10 grand on a shot clock that's not needed, in my opinion, and hire somebody to run it. Because that is probably one of the more difficult things to do is to run that shot clock. Um, so I, I think that's an important thing to, to do. Hold on one second. I had, to, I had to take a break there because my computer became unplugged. So you can tell this is live. Um, so why are we trying to solve that? Um, so again, state mandated expense. Do we need that? Um, what's the rush? <laughs> Well, you know, is it, it are all these other states thinking it's a great thing? I, I haven't heard that. Um, has it increased scoring? Has it increased? What's it actually done? You know, what what is the rush to go do this? Why why not wait? Why not allow t- the schools to raise the money? Why not allow them to maybe try it at the lower levels? Um, so I think that's something that we need to really look at. Um then um, what I'd like to do is talk about the survey. So here's what happened. The, the uh, WIA, the WBCA sent out a survey a couple of years ago, I think, um, saying what, what did people think about halves and shot clocks. And supposedly it was not close that people wanted the shot clock. No one can seem to find this survey. I haven't seen it. I know I don't think the, the, the people in the WBCA have seen it. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not sure about that. So several months ago, they sent out another survey um, asking, do we want a shot clock or don't you want a shot clock? Great, great survey. Two, two answers. Yes, no. And basically came back 50-50. Statistically speaking, I'd have to see how many, what, what number of the responses I teach statistics, but it's basically 50-50. So in my opinion, at this point, the WBCA should not be involved anymore. Half of the members want it. Half of the members do not want it. Um, we should stay neutral on this. We should not be pushing one way or the uh, another. And that's again my opinion. But if 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 ninety percent of the of the coaches want the shot clock, then go push for it. But that's not the case. It's it's split. And when you look at administration, it's like eighty twenty against. And I bet if you looked at officials, it'd be eighty twenty against. And part of the argument is, well, we should ask the players what they want. Well, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> I don't go to my classroom and ask the players what they want to learn, or my students what they want to learn that day. I do what's best for them. And what's best for them is to think about this process, to, to go through it and say, okay, yes or no, what's good about this, what's bad about this, how can we get it so the, so the youngsters get used to it, so that when they get to the varsity level, it's easier for them. You know, we're, we haven't thought about the student-athletes. The argument is we'll ask them and the 80 per, 90% of them will want shot clock. Yes. 90% of them will want shot clock. 90% of them will want to play a game every night. 90% of them will not want to practice. 90%. I mean, we can ask them all sorts of questions. I mean, I, I I'll write a survey. They get every answer that I want easily. And that goes back to the second thing I wanted to talk about. So then that survey came out. So then another survey came out this week. First of all, asking the student athletes what they thought which I thought was totally inappropriate, but that's just my opinion. And I, 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 my guess is some other districts did too because it got shut down. Um, but then um, 
So hold on, I'm going to find this. So then they sent one out to the coaches. And let me tell you about a good survey. A good survey is simple. It's written in the form that a person can understand. It's unbiased. It's not leading. This is not that. This survey is, let's ask again. We didn't get, if you ask a survey enough, answers will change. Okay, the first survey is the only valid survey. Yes or no, do you want a shot clock? The other one, this one is like, okay, that's the divisions. I, I have it up on, for anybody that's watching on YouTube, I have it up on YouTube. But divisions, are you in favor of the shot clock, yes or no? Good question. Where does your athletic director stand in the shot clock? So you're asking what another person is thinking. Or where does your principal stand on it? Where does your superintendent stand on it? Um, prior to the WIA meetings, did your athletic director ask what your position was on shot clock prior to the athletic meeting, the, the, the principal? Prior to the... They spelled principal wrong if we want to get nitpicky. But prior to the WIA meetings, did your administration formally pull your student athletes on it? Well, no, of course they didn't. Um, and then the responses that you could put, well, um, at, uh, no, at any time less than, uh, yes, the has nothing, has yes, but nothing more. Yes, with a lot of discussion. At any time as your superintendent or principal position uh, talk to you about shot clock, no, yes. But then all the all these things is like briefly, no in depth, but in terms of a solution in any way, yes, all those are leading, all those ways of going yes in depth, but but in terms of a solution to any issues, yes, with a possible solution to identified issues, all of those are those are irrelevant. Those are the, the question be yes or no. <laughs> um, all that is are leading questions. They make the, they make them biased. Um, at that point, um, after the WBCA meeting, blah, blah, blah. And then if the shot clock rules were reviewed, would you, would you be in, in, you most be in favor of, it's a poorly written sentence anyway, division one, two, mandate to all levels. So these questions are, they're, they're, first of all, they're leading. They're, they're, they're asking, they're, they're basically, it's a, just a really poorly written survey, in my opinion, um, which it should be irrelevant um, moving forward. But um, you shouldn't ask what someone else is thinking. If you want to know what the athletic directors are thinking, you should send the athletic directors a survey. If you want to know what the principals are thinking, you should send a survey to the principals or the superintendents. Don't ask one person what another person is thinking. Statistically irrelevant, survey-wise irrelevant, shouldn't be done, bad. Okay, so, I mean, from someone that teaches statistics, talks about surveys, talks about how to do it, you should just not do it. Um, so anyway, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we had another survey in a week, to be honest with you. Um, uh, how accurate are these surveys that have been sent by the WCA as a stats, stats, statistics teacher? I can't talk today. I believe an unbiased survey is, is simple, short, short and non with non-leading and unbiased and bias and unbiased questions, non-leading and biased questions. Um, which I don't think that is. So I think the first survey is if you want to take any data. Otherwise, you should go ask, ask the athletic directors. I think they voice their opinions. We should go ask them. Um, so and, and then I go on to talk about is this the best for all levels? Um, how do officials feel about it? Um, I, my guess is officials are not in favor of, of this. Um, but again, my, my, my opinion um, it, it can't be an easy thing to administer. It just can't. I've looked at the rules they use in Rhode Island and some of the other high schools. It's a page long. It's all of these things. 
So what I would ask, and this is what I'm asking in my open letter to the to the board of controls, who is going to meet December first, it was I would I would table this. I would table it at this point. I would go back. I would figure out how I can get this to the younger levels. Um, how can you implement it so that boom, the first time you tried isn't at the varsity level? <laughs> um, and you know, I would I'd ask yourself what's the reasoning behind it. Because the, the reasoning is not all these coaches are clamoring for it. It's not. It's basically 50-50 for and against. So, um, and it sounds like it's more than that from administration. It's more from that from the small schools. It's more from that from um, those levels. So, you know, I'm a Division One coach. Maybe I'm in the minority. I don't know. But I'm giving a voice to something that I didn't feel like I had a voice with some other changes that happened. You know, when we change from four divisions to five and we took away from the largest schools and the most kids in this state. And I didn't feel like I had a voice. Well, I feel like I have a voice and I have a platform now to tell how I feel about this. Um, and whether anything changes, I don't know, but it's a platform and I'm going to voice my opinion. Um, cause I still think they made a mistake when they took away from member schools rather than added to member schools. And that's what they did for the large schools. And sometimes I think the large schools needed more teams at the state tournament, needed it for community, needed for that than the small community. So that's my, again, my opinion, but whatever. Um, you know, I think there's been some other changes. There's been some good ones and some bad ones. Um, but with this one, I don't like the way the decision was made. I don't like how the polling happened. I don't like all that. I th that's why I think it should, it should wait. I, do I think it's going to come? Yes. Am I against it? No. But I think the board of controls should wait. That's what I think. I think they've heard voices. People have voted it down. And they should wait to see um, what happens. Because I think there's bigger pressing issues than whether we put a shot clock in and spend five grand um, in high school sports at this point. So um, go over and check it out. Listen, I hope you're listening either on YouTube or on, um, on my podcast, Coach Unplugged. And this was brought to you by the people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. So hope you check it out. Thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.